This is a Scream Queen production. This is So Dead, and it is time for our very first True Crime Storytime, sponsored by your local true crime bookshop, Dead Time Stories, True Crime, and Other Books. It doesn't really matter where you live. Dead Time Stories is probably your local true crime bookshop because there aren't many, if any, others around. And here is my plea to you before we get started here. If a visit to Dead Time Stories is not in the stars for you right now, you know, you listen to this episode and you want to come in and get the book, but you can't make it to the store, please contact your local indie bookshop to see if they have the book in stock. Because even if they don't carry it, they can probably order it for you. And we always, always, always want to support our indie bookshops whenever we can. Okay, let's go. Today we're going to talk about The Case of the Murderous Dr. Cream by Dean Job, which is just one of the many books that you can find on the carefully curated shelves at Deadtime Stories. This one's fairly new. It just came out in July of 2021. It's available in both hardcover and paperback, although I love the hardcover's cover art. It's got this really cool Victorian feel to it, so like 10 out of 10, recommend the hardcover. Uh, The Dr. Cream mentioned in the title is Dr. Thomas Neil Cream, a globetrotting serial killer who was born in Glasgow, Scotland in 1850. He's also known as the Lambeth Poisoner. So, (laughs) spoiler alert, I guess we know how he kills his victims now. Thomas Cream and... Real quick here, I'm going to say something that's going to be highly offensive to some of you, and I apologize, but there is a lot of talk about how disgusting the word moist is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't say it again. <laughs> Just said it. I won't say the word again Um, because that word doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's actually really funny that people hate it so much, but cream, like, oh, I don't like it. I don't know why. I don't like the word. I swear to God. I almost did not order this book for the shop because it had that word in the title. (laughs) But I'm glad that I did because it's a great book. Anyway, as previously stated, Thomas Cream was born in Scotland in 1850. When he was four, his family moved to Canada and he grew up in Quebec City. He attended med school in Montreal and then he did his postgrad training in London, England, And I'm specifying because he does spend some time in London, Ontario, too. So he just really likes cities named London. Anyway, trained in London, England, and then he took a job as a surgeon in Edinburgh, Scotland. Then he transferred to the good old U.S. of A., practiced a little bit of medicine in the Midwest, then back to Canada where he set up shop in Ontario, and he killed people in all of these places. 
Thomas Cream's first victim was his first love, Flora Brooks. The two met and fell in love in Quebec the same year that the doctor became a doctor. Within a few months, Miss Flora was pregnant. Thomas wasn't her husband, which was bad, but he was a doctor, which was good. So he was like, I got this. There's this procedure I can do. Nobody has to know. I got this. He... He did not have it, uh, and Flora nearly died during the procedure. Tommy Boy tried to flee the country, but Flora's dad caught him, dragged him back to Quebec, kicking and screaming, and he forced him to marry Flora and make an honest woman out of her. And he did, uh, but the day after the wedding, he left for post-grad school in London, England, and Flora never saw him again. She also never recovered from the botched procedure the bad doctor had performed, and she died shortly after her wedding in 1877. So, not a murder murder, but still a victim. And what, like, what a shitty human, just right off the bat, all the way around. In 1878, the doctor was practicing medicine without a license in London, Ontario, this time. Everyone knew he was unlicensed, but nobody cared because the services they sought from him were not legal. So, uh, apparently his reputation failed to precede him and nobody knew that he'd killed his own wife and baby during a botched abortion already. Uh, in 1879, the body of a young pregnant girl was found in the privy behind his office. Side note, why, why don't we call them privies? Privy sounds so much less disgusting than portajan or porta potty. Um, so I'm just going to start calling them privies now and I don't care what people think about that. Okay, so body, young pregnant girl in the privy behind Dr. Cream's office. She had been murdered with a handkerchief soaked in chloroform. So I don't know if like the chloroform poisoned her or if she was suffocated with it. It didn't specify. It just said that she was murdered with a chloroform soaked handkerchief. According to Dr. Cream, she had visited his office seeking an abortion. He refused to perform the procedure, instead suggesting that she just name some local wealthy businessman as the father of her baby, um, even though he wasn't. And the girl, Catherine Hutchinson Gardner, allegedly threatened to poison herself if Dr. Cream didn't perform the procedure. He was not swayed in the slightest by her threat, and he sent her on her way. Um, and then a short time later, she was found dead in the privy. His theory was that she snuck around to the privy behind his office and did, in fact, poison herself to avoid the shame of being an unwed mother. Nobody believed that story, not Catherine's family, not the police. Everyone knew Dr. Cream had murdered her, but nobody did anything about it. Soon after, Dr. Cream fled Canada and established a practice near Chicago's Red Light District, where he offered low-cost abortions to sex workers. In August of 1880, a woman named Marianne Faulkner died following an abortion performed by Dr. Cream, but he was not prosecuted due to lack of evidence. A few months later, another young pregnant woman died following the same procedure performed by the same doctor. Again, no charges were pursued. A few months later, in April of 1881, a woman by the name of Alice Montgomery died in a rooming house near Dr. Cream's office following an abortion he performed. She didn't die from complications, though. She died from strychnine poisoning. Did the police do anything about this one? Also, no. As it turned out, authorities were not super pressed about avenging the deaths of unwed pregnant women who were seeking to terminate their pregnancies. 
But then things got a little weird. A few months after the murder of Alice Montgomery, a man was killed. Not a man! Daniel Stott died of strychnine poisoning at his Illinois home after Dr. Cream gave him an alleged remedy for his epilepsy. The death was initially attributed to natural causes, but when authorities found out that Dr. Cream was having an affair with the dead man's wife, they decided it probably was murder after all. And even though Dr. Cream had already killed at least four women by this point, and authorities knew that, they couldn't let him go around killing men. So he was arrested, charged with murder, and sentenced to life in prison. But don't fret, our story's not over yet, because life in prison turned into 10 years after Dr. Cream's brother bribed the governor to commute his sentence. The evil doctor was released in July of 1891, and by October he was living in London, England again, killing women once again. On October 13, 1891, 19-year-old sex worker Nellie Donworth corresponded with Dr. Cream by letter. Um, they wrote a couple letters back and forth, and she eventually agreed to meet with him. During their encounter, he offered her a drink. She drank from the bottle he gave her, went home, got deathly ill, literally deathly ill, and she died that night from strychnine poisoning. Exactly a week later, on October 20th, the doctor met with a 27-year-old sex worker by the name of Matilda Clover, and he supplied her with pills. What the pills were for, I'm not entirely sure, but he told her to take four of them before bed that night. She did, and she died, like two hours later. On April 11th, 1892, Dr. Cream spent the night with sex workers Alice Marsh, age 21, and Emma Shrivel, age 18. Maybe it's Shrivel. That sounds a little more prestigious. I don't know. Um, he supplied them both with pills, and they both died that night. Scotland Yard was on the hunt for an unknown serial killer that they had dubbed the Lambeth Poisoner. A few weeks later, Dr. Cream met a New York City police officer who was on vacation in London, England, and offered him a tour of sites connected to the Lambeth Poisoner. So, Kind of like my Demented Mitten Tours, only hosted by the actual fucking killer. The officer found Dr. Cream's extensive knowledge of these cases troubling, and he alerted Scotland Yard. What a silly, silly, silly way to get caught, sir. Dr. Thomas Neil Cream was arrested on June 3, 1892, and charged with multiple counts of murder. He was found guilty and sentenced to death. He was hanged at London's Newgate Prison on November 15, 1892. His last words were, I am Jack the... And then his neck broke. <laughs> the belief is that he was going to confess to being Jack the Ripper. So that's a whole nother can of worms. So obviously everyone needs to read all of the details on this sordid tale. If you're in Michigan, you can come pick up your copy at Dead Time Stories in Lansing. If that is not doable for you, again, contact your nearest indie bookstore and they should be able to get you a copy if they don't already have one in stock. And that does it for our first true crime story time. Quick and easy. Uh, I will be back next week with an all new episode of So Dead. Until then, keep shining, you magnificent what the fucks. 